Hello and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship. Hey, thanks for joining me today as we jump into a brand new book, which is the Gospel of John. Now, we've walked through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and now we're in the final gospel, the Gospel of John. And uh, this is a, just just like each of them, it's, it's a wonderful gospel. And John, his intent seems to be to demonstrate that Jesus is divine. He, he wants to show to us that Jesus is the Son of God, the divine Son of God, and he wants us to have life by believing that about Jesus and believing in Jesus' name. And, uh, and really, he begins this right out of the gate in John chapter 1. Incredible chapter. And, uh, and the way it starts, I want you to cue in because it starts intentionally in a way that, that mirrors or that parallels Genesis chapter 1. So you think Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, you jump into to John chapter 1 like we're going to do just right now. And let's, uh, let's listen. And we're going to read verse 1 as well as verse 14 just to kind of, I guess, uh, launch us into thinking about who Christ is and what it means to know him uh, as, as he truly is. So here we go. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, this text, it launches in the beginning, just like Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, this text begins with us saying, in the beginning, and it says, in the beginning was the word. And then it describes this word. It says, the word was with God. So it's preexistent. It's in the beginning before anything else exists. And it's with God. And then it's also you see, and the word was God. And so you have this this word and you're like, what, what is this word? I, I'm, I'm curious about this word. It's with God in the beginning and it is God, but it's it's with God. How does this work? And then uh, and then if we go down to verse 14, now there, there's more here. Verse two and three talks about the word being instrumental in creation. But here's where I want to land today. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. This, uh, this bad formatting on my part, but, but this word, what, what the scripture teaches is this word that was in the beginning, this word that was with God and the word that was God. You get all the way down to verse 14. The word became flesh. This is the idea of incarnation. The word, this pre-existent word, this, this God, God becomes flesh, takes on humanity. It says, and, it, and, and the word, he, he dwelt among us. And then it goes on, we have seen his glory. We have seen the weightiness of his substance. We, we have seen his majesty. It says, we have seen his glory. What kind of glory? Glory as the only son of from the Father, the unique, the, the only one, the, the one of a kind. There, there is no other. This is the, the, the pre-existent Son who, who is God, full of grace and truth. Here's what we have, just a, just a cursory overview. I mean, we're not going to plumb the depths of this today, but, but, but here's what I want us to see, that the Word was with God. The, the Word was God. The Word became flesh. The Word is the only Son of God. And, and this Word displayed glory and, 
And those who were with him saw that he was full of grace and truth. What are just a few things that we, we understand about Christ just in this moment? We understand that he is preexistent. We understand that he is alongside God and he is God. This is where what, part of what leads us to our understanding that the word we use is, is Trinity. There is one God, one essence, but there are three persons, Father, Son, and Spirit. They are distinct, and yet they are equal. And so this, this one true God, yet three persons, this, this triune God, we see this in this just short text. But, but most importantly here, we see that the Word became flesh. Jesus, he came as a human born as a baby, lived a perfect life. And those who were his disciples, John writing this gospel, writing this account, this good news about Jesus, he says, we saw his glory. Glory as the only son from the father. And he says, full of grace and truth. This is really, what, a, what, a, what a, an incredible description of the incarnation. Jesus is full, not, not, not partially, not almost to the top. He is full of grace and full of truth. In the same way, Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. Jesus is 100% full of grace and 100% full of truth. This is how he interacts with us. When we approach Christ, we approach the one who, who offers us grace, who sees us in our weakness and in our sin, in our rebellion, and through his death and resurrection offers us forgiveness. He gives what we do not deserve. He gives this grace. He welcomes us, not based on anything we deserve, but he's also full of truth. He doesn't say, oh, you know, you, you're, you're such a sinner and, you know, you just keep sinning and I'm going to love you and keep loving you. And it's, you know, you just keep sinning, do whatever you want. No, he calls us to know him, to know truth. And as we know him and as we know truth, we end up walking in his truth. We end up living in light of his glory, living in light of his grace and living in light of his truth. This is how he interacts with us. This, this is how he calls us to himself, not by our, by our own merit, no, full of grace. And then not to live life however we think is best, no, full of truth, grace and truth, grace and truth. Don't you just love this about Jesus? And I think that when we follow Jesus, this becomes part of how we live. If we're to say our ancient way for our modern day, if we're going to understand that today, we're going to say, you know what we do? We, we behold Christ in his grace and in his truth and his glory. He welcomes us and then we follow him. And then this world that we live in, this world that is, is gone astray, this world where we live in where people, what do they need? They need grace and they need truth. They need us to love them in the name of Christ, even in their sin, even in their rebellion, even in their hard-heartedness. This is what we need in the church as well. We, we need to love each other that way. But, but what else does the world need? The world needs truth. The world needs to know that, that God made the world, that he made the world to work according to his word, and that life and joy and hope are found in him and in his truth. We don't make up truth. We are not the authority. We don't decide what's right and what's wrong. No, that is all found in the truth of who Christ is, grace 
and truth. I think as believers, we're supposed to hold on to both of these aspects of Christ and we're supposed to pursue becoming like Christ in that. This is our ancient way for our modern day. John chapter one, what a great passage. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. 